Mandy. <laughs> I was like, go, Katie. Our podcast is called Find Your People. And I'm not <laughs> calling it the wrong name this week. Come hell or high water or volcanic eruption. Call it whatever you want. It's fine. Find your people. We're finding our people. And I'm so glad that we are here together this week. And I have, um, and even at the start of 2024, just been blessed by all the people that I have met through this uh, podcast. And um, I'm so thankful that y'all are here with us still to start. The I, new didn't year. Even, I didn't even tell you about the text that uh, my friend Elizabeth sent me during the Alabama game. No. She said, uh, I was, I was walking on the beach. Um, Bless she it. said, uh, that guy that just sacked the Alabama quarterback, they just said he's a six year senior. I feel like Katie needs to, needs to hear that. <laughs> I mean, how many years can we be a senior? Oh, Are yeah. we like, it's like people my age being out there playing. What the hell? So funny. Oh. Um, well, Mandy, tell me about your world since the turning of the year to 2024. I, I may live in the panhandle of Florida, uh, but I've been doing some hibernating. Girl, I, had, I just stepped outside for the first time in like two days. Oh, my Lord. Listen, um, you know, I love my people, mm-hmm. um, but I am a solid Enneagram type five. <laughs> so after spending... Yeah, a week with them, it was time for me to come home and not talk to anybody for several days. Uh-uh. Um, Susie, my best friend since the fifth grade, um, and I spent New Year's together. And she said, I just knew you were going to cancel because well, my, my return got delayed just a little bit because my mom had a health issue. So uh, she said, oh, when that happened, I just knew you were going to cancel because you wouldn't have had enough time to take to your bed yet. Um <laughs> But I didn't. I rallied. I went to her house. Take to the bed. And then I took back to my bed um, mm-hmm. afterwards. So I got I'm tickled. A moo-moo. I mean, I'm right there with you. Listen, it's what we should do. Um, the polar plunge for uh, 30A mm-hmm. takes place right across the street from my condo. And I got tickled watching everybody. It was 70 degrees. I'm sure the water was still freezing. But it was 70 degrees the day they did the polar plunge. So... Um, but that has not stopped me. I have taken to the bed. My goal was to have my uh, Christmas tree down by uh, New Year's. When I tell y'all it's down, what I mean to tell you is that all the ornaments are still sitting on my sofa and the tree is down. It is not um, put up, but it is down. Um, well, it's not Epiphany yet. That's on the 6th. Yes, so I know. So I will put my um manger scenes which is all i put out except well now i moved the other ornament but that's really all i put out so they will go up the sixth and then we'll be done listen since you said that about the wise men yeah i've seen several people reference it so i don't know if it's just that it's not occam's razor but there's some some oh yeah yeah phenomena where what you hear about something you see it all the time but anyway that's um, called um what Facebook and Instagram do to us. Oh my god! I get more ads for Jack Black hand stuff now because <laughs> we said Jack Black into my phone. Listen, 1984 was one of my favorite books I read it's growing true. up. I didn't know we were going to live it. We're living <laughs> it right now in 2024. Oh mercy! Uh, Ooh, but yeah, it. so I've just been piled up i watched some nfl football i did not watch i watched overtime of the alabama game that's it um we're gonna let katie cover the great game the college football because y'all when i tell y'all that there's a list there is a list it's a rapid fire list it's a long list coming up so just buckle up you're gonna hear plenty about college football rapid Um, but nice. No, so I watched some NFL football because, you know, I'm now an NFL football fan again after not watching for several years, thanks mm-hmm. to mine and Taylor's boyfriend. Right. Um, which, okay, so they played in uh, Kansas City on New Year's Eve yep. um, and they won. And the big event from that game was that at the very end, okay, there's a new dance craze. What's it called? There is. The surf, the surfing swag, maybe? I am so far out of touch. Listen, I had never heard of it. But then people were talking about how 
uh, Travis was down on the field doing it. Mm. And then when Taylor saw him, you can see her up in the box and she starts mm. doing it. But then I saw, I can't remember if it was the Chiefs or NFL, apparently one of the Chiefs players requested that mm. they play that song over the PA system. So then that's when I learned gotcha. that it's actually a whole thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, anyway, y'all look that up. Um, and then there, there were pictures, they apparently went to one of those god-awful uh, New Year's Eve parties. Oh, like they yeah. were out with the Mahomes yeah. and somebody else and several other like Pacheo, which yeah. can we talk about, people keep talking about, he's the, I think he's a running back for the Chiefs and he did, he had a great game on Sunday, but there's a clip of him. If people are like, he looks like a little kid trying out his new shoes in the store. The way he runs, he like looks down and he goes real fast. Is the, I've seen so many <laughs> tweets about he looks like the Tasmanian devil. Like yeah. it's the funniest thing the way he runs. But anyway, he was at this party. I can't imagine. Can you imagine being Taylor Swift and going to uh-huh. one of those like all I can think about is the year I lost my teeth on New Year's, which is a whole nother story. Um we were in Chicago and we went to a you know, a party that cost us ninety dollars. This was in nineteen ninety eight. It cost us ninety dollars to get in. Like That's can you imagine Taylor Swift yeah. no. going to a party like that? No. In Kansas City, Missouri. No. So weird. It was. They did, and there was a video of them. Like people weren't taking videos of them, but they were taking videos of the party scene. Right. They were in the background kissing at midnight. Love it. So sweet. Love um, it. but my other favorite current NFL. Yeah. I also listened to uh Kelly Stafford's. Uh, podcast oh she hold on i love no, her i'm not saying i recommend it oh 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 more of a hot mess um i sort of hate listen um she has recently added her um best gay friend who is on the nbc channel in detroit okay his name is Frank winchester She's recently, she she started this podcast the year the Rams won the Super Bowl. So two years ago. Um, and Hank just came, like he's been a guest on it several times, but he has just joined as a permanent part of the podcast maybe okay. three or four months ago. And it's so much better now. Like it just proves that we all need that gay best friend. Amen. It makes everybody's life better. Amen. Um, or a harem. Anyway. I like to call mine and making a harem. Listen, whatever, whatever it takes, they're going to make life better. Yeah. Um, but the there is the potential that, and it became evident a couple of weeks ago, that the Rams, which is where Matthew Stafford went mm-hmm. two, three or two years ago. Two years ago, I think. From Detroit, where he was for like Forever. 10 years or something. Yeah. Um, there is a chance that the Rams will play Detroit in the first round of the playoffs in Detroit oh right mama so yeah so it's like that's the other thing i'm hoping is gonna happen with the yeah event, is that matthew and we'll get, yeah. go back to because they still love him they love him uh, well who doesn't he's cute as button and his little girls are so cute i mean listen before we move off nfl i want to make sure everybody's still listening to um, new heights podcast because new news our best girlfriend that doesn't know she's our girlfriend and we love callie kelsey the queen um was on talking about christmas and it was very sweet and she alluded to travis's new love of cats yep um and uh, christmas tree farms i forgot uh taylor's parents owned a christmas tree farm it was just so subtly hilarious but she's amazing i love her and i want her to be our friend um so if you have not or are not listening to new heights podcast you should be it really is it's highly entertaining it is besides the football it's just entertaining they're great men they're just really great men they're so fine yep Travis, I have discovered Travis. There's one negative thing about Travis. He's a pick, mm. he's a picky eater. He is a picky eater. But that that I, as a person who has used to be completely against mayonnaise and has sort of started coming around in my old age to be able to tolerate mayonnaise, that segment where he they got started talking about mayonnaise and he was going 
Uh, uh, Mandy's lizard tongue just came out. Let's oh my god, it was so that's hilarious. So gross. Um, what I also loved, and I think, have you listened to that podcast? I watched that one on YouTube so I could watch her because I like oh. to see it when she's there. Have you? I did listen to it. Okay, so my other little tidbit that I loved so much was that she co-signed on what we said when uh, Travis called his brother out for not bringing his own jeans. Why didn't Jason bring Jason's why, jeans? Why didn't Jason bring Jason's jeans? And there was a, a more, um, a further explanation of what the day turned into and what it wasn't. Right. He was right. supposed to be able to go home first and that didn't happen because, which is so sweet, a friend of his showed up and he wanted to spend time with him. So, I mean, he's not a monster. We love Jason too. We Jason. love Jason. But she was, she uh, praised um, Travis for having her back on that. I and I loved that. that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me yep. too. Yep. Um, okay. The other thing, sort of NFL, I mean, related. Yeah. Reggie White, who okay. what is a Hall of Fame defensive player from like yeah. the 90s. He grew up in Chattanooga, played for UT played for Philadelphia and then ended his career with Green Bay Packers. There's a 30 for 30 about Reggie White. Fascinating. I have not watched it yet. So that's on my list. His, you know, he grew up, um, like I said, in Chattanooga. His mama was, you know, good old Baptist. He went to church. And so during his whole career, he always was, you know, very God forward, as I like to say. Yeah. Um, and you know, lead prayer, <laughs> lead prayers on the field and the whole nine. Um, very convicted in his beliefs, um, which you know we love sometimes. Um, and then he retired, and he sort of got on, sort of, it was more sort of speaking. But then he also maybe became a preacher. I don't know that part. I wasn't real clear, but. He was doing a lot of speaking from pulpits, whether in an official capacity or not, and was very vocal and convicted in the fact that, you know, homosexual, homosexuality is an abomination, like full stop, mm. uh, you know, those sorts of sure. things, because it's in the Bible, he said, mm. well, is, is it <laughs> get ready? So then as once he retired and like had more time and really started looking into things, he was like, wait a minute. Is it? Is it? So y'all, that man learned to speak, uh, what's the language? Uh, Hebrew? Yes. <laughs> Old Testament or New Testament? Hebrew or Greek? Hebrew. Hebrew. Love it. They read when back to front. So it's not just another language is reading the wrong way yeah right and listen there's a video of him with a hebrew bible on yeah. his desk and he's just flat reading it yeah just yeah. say flat reading it so my um, old testament professor we would read in english and he would have the hebrew bible out and in his brain he could hear us in english and follow it in the hebrew bible that's amazing enough that that's a religion professor doing that this right. is a retired right offensive end for the right. national football league what i mean and dr kemp's an attorney too so he learned you know latin and all the things so he's a language guy i mean it was just and That's kudos right. to him love it for taking initiatives yes. To, and and you know he unfortunately he died of a massive heart attack before he could kind of come full circle on all this but he was like there's an interview shortly before he died where he was like you know i the thing that bothers me most is that i feel like i have probably misled people because mm -hmm. i shared things that i was taught yeah. by people whom i trusted to teach yeah. me and come to find out they were not right. No. And I mean, he went to the daggum source. Yeah. And here's the other thing that brings that up. The other thing that brings up in my mind is even when you go to the source, 
that's still somebody else's interpretation of what God or Jesus or whomever, you know, the, the King, the quote. King James version is not really a great actual translation of the original text. Mm-hmm. I read the Christmas story every year out of that because it's beautifully written in that, but that is the only time I use the King James, maybe Psalm 23, maybe some of the things that are, you know, yeah. sentimental to hear with that wording, but like the important stuff you should not read. And I'm going to say something now that's probably going to throw people, people are going to throw me under a bus. I'm sure all the tens and tens of people that listen, the message, (laughs) the message is a great resource. The message is not a translation. That and that's my point. Like that is it's my an point. interpretation. Even yeah. if you go yeah. back to the original yeah. Hebrew, yeah, it's what somebody interpreted. Yes. yes, they were hearing. Yes. Anyway, yeah, I was really like it was all the football stuff was fascinating about Reggie White too because he was mm-hmm. a bad mofo. Yeah, but that part I was yeah. just like, whoa. Well, Think about too, even in the New Testament, the Gospels all have different versions of the same story. Right? I'm preaching this week on the baptism of Jesus and in two of the synoptic Gospels, which I don't want to get too theological on y'all, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar and they're called the synoptic Gospels. And in two of them, it says, you are my beloved. You are my son. In Matthew, it says, this is my son. This is my beloved. So was he talking to the crowd or was he talking to Jesus? That one little thing doesn't make make Jesus less baptized. But it's a different way of interpreting the same event that happened. Right. So, yeah, I mean, Yes, that we could go down a very long road about that, but it's so true. And that's what I have been blessed by in um, seminary and theology school is, is that kind of knowledge. But I love that he did that on his own. And also, what the heck? because you just said Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I have to do this. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John heard good news and they passed it on listen and learn look and see the gospel books for you and me good news good (laughs) sorry i'm doing my interpretive dance and she's singing and we are in our own lanes i'm just saying that (laughs) it happens that's what happens in my brain all the time yep that was from our vacation bible school when i was in the fifth grade thank you absolutely um okay moving on moving on Uh, who was what was so oh i think it was my friend elizabeth who was like our crazy john t episode she goes i think my favorite part is the fact that you're like okay let's get back on track back to normal (laughs) and you then sang alvin and the chipmunks (laughs) i am who i am i have musical threats too but i swear to y'all i will not sing on this thing because your ears will start bleeding and you'll never listen again so you're welcome Oh my god. Anyway, okay. And finally my last thing I have in my new things I do not understand. <laughs> Me either. So figure it out to explain it to us, please. What is this new gypsy rose? Like I heard people talking about gypsy rose getting So you don't know the story at all? No. Okay. Well, I mean I know what gypsy rose is. Like this is like the the gypsy rose this is not the gypsy well it's kind of the gypsy rose what is happening so this poor girl's mother had them put in an ng tube when she was little told everybody she was really really sick i mean like she lost weight she was by proxy yes and she was not sick at all and not nary a doctor figured it out and why'd she she go to jail she killed her mama (gasps) well yeah she she ended up killing her which parole yeah well i mean if nobody else is gonna help you and she was really young when she because she's still pretty young i don't remember she looks like she's 20 how old she's a teenager when she did it but i mean i wouldn't have sent her to jail i would have sent her to therapy 
I mean, her mother like had medical procedures done to her that were not necessary. Okay, now I get it. I'm I'm yeah. totally clean. Hashtag justice for Gypsy Rose. Justice for Gypsy Rose. Rose. Yep. Hey, thank you. See, we learned. Yeah. It's crazy. So now that you know the basic story, I need you to legally tell us next week what you figure out because it's told, crazy. I was, you know, being the musical nerd that I am. Same. Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about Gypsy Rose? What is happening? I mean, that okay. Yeah, she was aptly named. I'll look into it. Yep. <sighs> so, what's, what's going on with you, ma'am? Look, other you know, than watching every football game, college look, football game, apparently. We'll get to that in a minute because I have a list of thoughts, and I promise, Manny, I'm going to run through those. Girl, I don't care. I'm here for it. I know. So all I got to do is call waste management and fight with them without a bill. So uh, um, I want to go back a little, you know, during the our John T. Edge freakout era. Era. I spent several days at in Macon, and lots of great things happened besides meeting John T. Um, but that's what we focused on here. So I kind of wanted to go back because he stood up when you walked. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. red all over again. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> the day that that happened, um, well, let me back up a little bit. So uh, my grandmother played bridge with the same ladies for 65 years. We've said that, right? And toward the end of their um, tenure together, they used to play bridge, but at the door lined up would be all their canes and somewhere there's a picture of it and it just used to crack me up because here are all these old ladies and there was their canes um did they all have did they all have personalized canes some of them were decorated yeah um and then I would go to uh, my grandmother's best friend was named Shirley, as you know. So her husband used to take me to dinner at the Carlisle place, which is the big retirement plaza or the, um, the cruise ship you can never get off or <laughs> God's waiting room, whatever you want to call it in Macon. And so we would go and he would take Where me is to dinner. That? It's um, out on Bass Road. Okay. Um, in the north side of town and so i would get there and we'd turn the corner to go back to the dining room and they into the building built in a parking lot for rollators scooters and canes outside the dining that's like seaside where everybody can leave their bikes yeah yeah except this is for all the strollers disney world with all the strollers Yep. And so there's a brigade of beautiful people that work there that keep up with who's cane and who's rollator is what and what table they go to. Rollator. I've never heard it called a rollator. Yeah. So you roll it. Yeah. I call it, I don't know, rollator. And then you can sit. No, no, no. The ones with the seat. Oh. They're fancy ones now. So it's a walker that you roll, but it also has a seat. So when you get tired, all you got to do is turn around and sit down. I didn't know it had any name other than a walker with a seat. No, it's a, a rollator. Yeah, okay. a rollator. Learn learn two things so far today. Yep. Look, if nothing else, I educate. <laughs> so I've always kind of been the keeper of the canes, right? And so the Thursday, it was like the 15th of December or something, there was a great, um, well, here it is, a great choral, uh, the gift. Uh, give the gift of song annual Christmas chorale concert by the morning music club. And Carlisle. No, this was actually at Westland, but it's a bunch of Carlisle people. So it's my retired um, Dr. Tiff, my retired pediatrician who used to wear a bow tie. So this in Noonan is what we would call the swinging singing seniors. Correct. Okay. Um, someone that you may know, the um, retired clerk of the court in Macon, Georgia, Diane Brannon, up there. Um, someone who's not retired but is part of the corral. My lovely former friends that I paid rent to, the Upshaws, are singers, and they were in this. So they asked me to come, and I did. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. But I walk in the door, 
And I see who I will call the Dowager Duchess. And the Dowager Duchess, if you think to Downton Abbey, is exactly like that Dowager Duchess. Okay. Okay. We love her. She is a music maven. She has children who are world-renowned musicians. And um, I walk in the door and she says to me, Oh, Katie, it is so good to see you. Will you take my cane, love? <laughs> was she a part of the bridge group? No, but she, because she was always playing. She was an organist at one of the big churches. I'm very good friends with her grandson. And I said, yes, ma'am, of course I will take your cane. <laughs> and she said, well, you've got to bring it back to me at the, the end. I said, well, yes, ma'am, of course I will. So I guarded the Dowager Duchess cane oh, during the concert. And I texted her grandson. I said, I'm just in town for a couple of days. And of course, the one thing in Macon, Georgia that I'm doing is taking care of your grandmother's cane. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this, she said, oh, I just don't know. How, I'm so glad to be here. But this is the first year I have not conducted or accompanied the chorale. And so, Listen, of course, it was like me listening to the Messiah. It's yeah. very strange. Well, I don't know if you did this, but with her jingly jangly bracelet on, she legitimately conducted, conducted the whole daggum thing from her seat. <laughs> oh, God. And I was just like, this is the best, most old lady making thing. I'm loving it. Listen. And there she was, the Dowager Duchess. Musicians are an odd lot. We can't help ourselves. Well, she's an odd lot to begin with. She's very, um, everybody knows who she is. That's awful. I mean, she played Pomp and Circumstance for my graduation. Yeah. I mean, she's, and look, she is legitimately one of the best piano teachers in Macon and one of the best musicians I've ever heard. She's a beautiful uh, pianist and organist and I love her. She cracks me up, but she, oh, Katie, it's so good. I haven't seen her in years. Would you take nice. my cane? Well, that's why I wondered if she played bridge with your grandmother because you said you were the keeper of the cane. I am the, um, I, it doesn't matter where I go or what group I'm in. You just exude that energy. I do, apparently. Thanks, I took listen, it back to her. Don't let her find out about your uh, cemetery reef. Oh. Listen, you'll be on Dowager Duchess duty. Look, I'll, I'll let her grandson do it. Well, no, he won't do it. <laughs> he thinks he's a rock star, which I think he is too. But anyway, so anyway, it was just so funny. And it reminded me of Gogi because she and Gogi were great friends. She and Gogi's sister, Joyce, were great friends. And so I've known her forever. But the first thing she says to me when I walk in after not seeing me in a long time is, will you take my cane? Mm -hmm. Of course, of I, course will. I will. And well, that's what, I mean, you just say, yes, ma'am. And you just do it. So picture Downton Abbey Dowager Duchess, and that's what that was. I just loved it. It was the, a great little moment. It was a welcome home, Katie, moment. Yeah. But yeah. it got lost in the shuffle of John T. Edge. So um, I didn't get to tell y'all about that fun little little time in Macon, but it was great. The Morning Music Club is one of the oldest clubs in Macon. I love it. They have really pivoted and are doing really good things for music in general. Um, they provide scholarships for children that can afford lessons to really good um, teachers. They have contests okay. every year. And now they're all, nobody wants a piano anymore, right? They don't want to move it. They don't want to deal with it. Well, they will um, connect young musicians that can't afford to buy a piano and they will move the instruments from churches that don't need them anymore or homes. That's amazing. I know. That's so they're great. doing good things. They've kind of mm -hmm. pivoted to include all of that kind of service. So um, I'm really um, excited for them. That's great. To be doing new and good things. Um, speaking of the arts, this is a really big week in the arts. It was my favorite night of the year. Uh, the Kennedy Center Honors. 
listen, I'm still sad about it. I got I, I subscribed to Paramount Plus, so I bet I can go find it on that. Yes, it is. This year was probably one of the best ones I've seen. Listen, um, it's, it's never gonna live up to. Um, oh shoot, what's it? Uh, Tina Turner, Beyonce uh, doing Proud Mary for Tina Turner. I'm sorry. That was really, really good. You're absolutely right. That's the pinnacle. I will say Cynthia Erivo singing oh. Dion Warwick. How about so was that I seen a clip is she sang with Ben uh Ben Splat Ben Ben Splat. <laughs> that was from another year. So it was uh, this year's odd he was there too though and he did a oh my god he because well, that was an Aretha song. Anyway. Oh my gosh, she sang the Bee Gees. Uh I he is a most of them, even though she's not from this country. Both of them are national treasures, national treasures, and I love them both so much. It was such a great show. So the honorees were Dionne Warwick, who, by the way, queen that she is, wore bejeweled and bedazzled slippers, house slippers. Listen, my friend Blaine, uh, who lives in Atlanta, goes to see Dionne. Like he recently flew to LA to see Dion perform amazing. in LA. Like he goes all over the place to see her, which I'm totally behind. She's amazing. So that is how they started the show. Queen Latifah, is, I love because we grew up kind of with her doing, uh, introducing us to rap. Yeah music yeah. but she's a great actress and all the things but she had the best night of her life she danced her way through every different person's segment and it was it was just amazing so yeah. that was a good one billy crystal who i love and Whoopi made me cry because she mentioned um robin williams not being able you know not being there and i uh, just it was really sweet. And Lin-Manuel Miranda sang for him. I mean, when wow. I tell you it was the greatest, it was so good. I've heard um, the story about Saxby uh, being Saxby's scheduler. And, you know, so every Congress person gets invited to the Kennedy Center Honors. Yeah. And I got that invitation. And it was like, it's some, and some invitations are transferable and some right. are not. This one obviously is not. And I was like, oh, Mr. Saxby please go and take me please and he's like maybe we're gonna be out of town i'm like come on call miss julianne she'll make you do it she will um renee fleming who Mm -hmm. and patchett who introduced her her buddy patchett i love so i i knew i knew the name but y'all she's saying it so many national events she's saying it um uh, inauguration she sang on 9 11 after that happened you will recognize her just because if you're not into opera don't skip over hers it was beautiful they had these gorgeous um, opera singers that were all women of color sing the first part of hers it was just oh, oh i cried then too and then barry gibb they closed out the show with barry gibb and it was just you know the bgs are just so fun and it was great um i highly recommend if you can find it to go watch it um what i did there were a couple things that i love the first is renee fleming's best friends are christine baranski and sigourney weaver and i want to be on that text chain so badly (laughs) yeah i want to be on a text chain with christine baranski for sure she was she introduced her she did a great job it was really funny she sang at the end too titus burgess sang and it was just i'm telling you broadway showed up for that performance it was great and i cried and i laughed and i sang loudly off key it was just a beautiful performance it did not disappoint so if you can find it um i found it on youtube or the cbs app um you can watch the whole thing it was divine and i highly recommend um the other thing that i have done is uh college bowl games i haven't done all of them when i tell y'all we usually just have one page and we don't fill up one page of notes we have moved to page two today (laughs) because of this 
Thanks to Katie's uh, college football notes. So y'all just buckle up. Well, and most of them I really am going to run through. I'll talk about a couple of them, but some things we've talked about before that I want to reiterate. Maybe a little (laughs) sausage rotel dip. Which is one of my other favorite things I've found on here. Tuck in and hear, hear all about it. First of all, I don't know how many bowls is the right number. And I don't know how many pushes it over to too many. But I know that 40 is too many. I'm here to tell you, there's no need in the world for a Duke's mayonnaise bowl. Uh, I'm, I want to read you some of the names. Hold on. Um, we have the um, R&L Carriers New, or- New Orleans Bowl. We have the Scooter Coffee Frisco Bowl. We have the Serve, for- Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. Well, listen, Serve Pro, I'm, they, they do important work. They do. We have the um, Wasabi Fenway Bowl and the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl and the Pop-Tart Bowl. That's like just me. a few. You sound like Bubba. I mean, popcorn shrimp. I know, right? Old shrimp. That's just too many. That's just too many. There's no, there's no need for that. And they, half of them, more than half of them, the stadiums probably had twenty people. <laughs> so I guess the TV rights are real good or something. I don't know, but nobody went. Like, That's what awful. are you doing? Why, why? Why? Um. The next thing is that Ryan Day is still annoying as hell. Like, back away from the hair dye. I think he wears rouge. Like, his cheeks. He <laughs> definitely wears self-tanner. But you just said rouge. So where he wears rouge. Did you put green rats in your hair this morning? I mean... I call it blush, but my great-grandmother called it rouge. And I thought that was... traveled back to 1980. I think that's much more appropriate to ask of Ryan Day is that that's rouge. Mandy can't breathe. Back away from the products, dude. (laughs) That's seeping into your brain and making you an idiot. Oh, the things he says and the way he acts. I just... God, I'm not a fan. Whoop. Auburn is really embarrassing. Then <laughs> I need them to regroup. <laughs> we were so frozen. It was terrible. FSU, pipe down. Pipe down. You're not that great. You don't need to spend a half a billion dollars exiting the ACC. You're right where you need to be. Pipe down. And use that half a billion dollars, I don't know, to feed people. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Pipe down, FSU. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is I have a new girl crush. Um, Steve Sarkeesian's wife is named L'Oreal Sarkeesian, and I don't know how I've missed her in life. <laughs> She's a great follow on Instagram. She is gorgeous. How's her rouge application? She doesn't need it. She's a beautiful, dark-skinned black woman who is probably... Never needed any rouge in her life. She's gorgeous. She's fashionable. She's well put together. She's just, um, and now I like him. Who knew? Go look at the college game day story on him. He had a heart attack in 2020 and nobody knew it. And he had open heart surgery and didn't tell anybody. Even the... The commentators didn't know it once until the story aired. Anyway, it's a great story. I'm I love her. Her name's L'Oreal Sarkeesian, and you need to follow her on Insta. Okay. Um, I was loving the ESPN coverage. It made me very happy to know that SEC was now going to be called by those that great group of people instead of the horrible announcers on CBS. So that got me really excited for next year. Um, ben is still my favorite animal on the game day. He is so cute. They got him a, um, did you see the picture? They got him a press pass to no. wear around his neck, a field pass. It's the cutest, it's the cutest daggum thing. Ben is um, Kurt Herbstreet's Street dog. dog. And he's the best one on there. 
the for best sure. for sure um i love more than anything in this world watching nick saban squirm it just makes me happy <laughs> and he squirmed start to finish and it was great so uh go blue even though you're cheaters um and I really, you know, there's been so much complaining. All my friends, I'm using air quotes, that are Georgia fans and all these FSU people. And everybody's just complaining about the Final Four and the last two teams. The number one and two seeds won and are playing each other in the finals. So I feel like in the end they got it right. <laughs> because yeah. a very good SEC team and a very good future SEC team could not beat them. I'm with you. So pipe down, I mean, people. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't watch any, but I'm with you on the pipe down. Pipe down, just it's pipe good, down. You know, it's a good reminder every now and then for the folks who we live around to understand yes. that SEC football is not all there is. No, and look, I love it. I mean, I have spreadsheets about it. I, you know, play with my, I'm winning my pools. Um, a lot of people are going to have to take me to dinner. Just saying. Um, but I, it's still like half a bill. You're going to spend half a billion dollars. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. don't like it. That just doesn't sit well with me. So anyway, that we've got one more game and then we're done with SEC or SEC. We're done with SEC football altogether. We're done with college football. One more game. And it will be Washington and Michigan. And I really don't care who wins. I just hope it's a good game. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's my week. Good job. Good um, job. I thought we would start, Mandy. We alluded to it last week, our love of the Olympics. And like, I don't think y'all really truly understand. <laughs> and there was some news this week that I thought we should mention. I'm going to make it an Olympic moment just to start prepping you for what's coming. Right. Um, first of all, I did see a, an interview with our girl, Simone Biles, this week. Um, and if I can find it, I'll send it to Mandy. I should have sent it to you when it came out. Um, I think she's fine. I think she's handling her man, and I think she's going to be. So that made me Good. feel better. The other thing that I saw this week was that NBC, God love them, uh, is sending Snoop Dogg to Paris. And I could not be happier. He loves the Olympics. He has no idea what he's looking at, but he loves it anyway. And it's oh, so like, fun. Uh, Leslie Jones. -esque. Yes. I wish they'd send her too. I do She's too. Great. Send her back. Not that anybody at NBC Olympics listens to us, but send her back. I love them. So I love that they're sending somebody that just loves the games that has, you know, is outside of that world and sending them in. It's really funny to watch his announcement. Um, I follow NBC Olympics on Instagram and it was on there. So go do that. And I also looked at the schedule, y'all. Qualifiers start in February. Now, it's not really sports that Mandy and I care too much about in the offseason. It's like fencing and boxing. But I, I'm here for it. All of it. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're getting geared up for this summer. You will have your own personal Olympic correspondence. <laughs> And it will be us. Have no fear. Never fear. But I just thought Snoop Dogg was a great addition. I got real excited when I saw that. I think it'll be funny. Okay. Good. So yep. it's, it's finally time for Mandy again. <laughs> <laughs> Verbally vomited all over everybody. Uh, Mandy, I am so excited about... Um, tell us about your food. <laughs> I never know what some of her notes are going to mean. And so I, I'm just intrigued. So when Katie suggested that we add a food, a permanent food segment to our agenda every week, I said, okay, I just worry there's going to be some times where, I mean, I just don't have any food that I want to talk about. And ladies and gentlemen, we have reached that time. I am what? so sick of food. I'm so sick of thinking about food. I'm so sick of worrying about having to cook food. Yeah. I hate food. I'm done with food but it's my week for food. So I thought you were going to tell us about that thing that you posted with the cakes. 
I mean, what's the tell? Southern Living suggested you bake every month. So I might do it. like a good goal to me. Um, no, so, um, you know, do, I know some of y'all feel me. Like, after the holidays, yes. you've had to feed all these people, and it's like, you're done. Like, done with food. Yeah. So, one of the things I have listed here is uniform meals. So, when I get like this, what I do is, and I've I've often heard this, like, for people who want to do, like, weight loss stuff, it helps a lot of times to just eat the same thing. Mm. So for breakfast right now, I'm just having oatmeal this week. That's what I'm going to do is I'm going to have oatmeal every morning. Um, I make my, I made my sister oatmeal recently and she was like, oh my gosh. So maybe I'll share with y'all how I make my oatmeal. You need double the water to the amount of oatmeal. So it's two to one liquid to oatmeal. Right. Hold on. Um, So, uh, typically what I do is I will just do a third a cup of oats, um, and I'll just start them with a little- I wrote that backwards. Water to oatmeal. Uh, I'll start them with a little pat of butter and kind of toast them up a little bit. Mm. And then I'll add, um, for a third a cup of oats, I'll add one third cup of milk and one third cup of water. Um... And then you just bring it to a boil and then let it simmer um, until they are of the consistency of your choosing. I don't know, like 20 minutes or something. Um, And then you can do all kinds of things with those oats. Uh, You can stir in a banana and then add nut butter, almond butter, peanut butter, Mm. um, little honey, little cinnamon like to do that a lot Mm -hmm. um you can also do you know berries um i've never done it but i've seen recipes for savory oatmeal Mm. so you know treat it sort of like grits instead of a sweet thing that's like a you know sort of a savory grain but anyway like what i'm doing this week is i'm just having oatmeal and i'm not thinking about it because i'm so sick of food Um, same thing like at lunch with like salads so like I got a couple of bag salads. Mm-hmm. I got some frozen chicken tenders. Just pull out those bag salads. If you're more motivated than I am at the moment, go check out our friend uh at Caro Chambers on Instagram, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before. She has a series where she zhuzhes up bag salads and mm-hmm. makes them better. Um, so if you wanted to do that, you can. I am personally dumping my bag salad into a big old bowl and putting some chicken fingers in the air fryer Love. and calling it a day. Um, so yeah, just when you get in a rut like this, just sort of go to your uniform meals and eat the same thing every day, just like you do if you're wearing a uniform every day. And then you don't have to think about it. And that way the food fatigue will end more quickly than if you're still trying to make stuff. I love that. I think this is the best kind of, this is exactly why we do this podcast people It's because we are not, we are real people. We are not cooks. We're not, well, Mandy kind of is, but like, we are not like, we get tired of cooking and we get tired of doing the same stuff and whatever. So thank you, Mandy, for sharing that. Cause I think that gives grace to a lot of people that are like, if they ask me to cook one more meal, I'm over it. And so I appreciate that very much absolutely um the other thing that i will say that i do that i am excited about food wise is florida strawberries which you would not think so jealous getting strawberries in january but you can and if you if you have a Publix near you they probably have florida strawberries in your Publix as well um and they're good right now they are, uh, we figured this out when we started going to Anna Maria after Christmas. Um, and my sister, like, I'm not buying strawberries uh, unless it's, you know, strawberry season. Mm-hmm. My sister doesn't shop like me. And so she always was buying strawberries. I'm like, why are you buying these strawberries? And then I ate one. And in January, Florida strawberries are delicious. So that's the other thing I was going to tell you. Make sure now when you go to the Publix, this is the only time in the world I will ever tell you to shop at Publix. I hate Publix. They are not nice people. And I will tell you about that sometime 
face to face. Um, but I don't have much choice around here. I have to shop at Publix. Um, but make sure when you go that you look at the container and make sure they are Florida strawberries. And you can tell too, like the Driscoll strawberries are from California. Um, and, but you can look at the container and you'll see the Florida strawberries are little. They look like, you know, real strawberries, not some greenhouse monstrosity. So anyway, go get you some strawberries, put them in your oatmeal that you're not even thinking about. You're just making until you're ready to cook something again. I love that. The end. I, um, in my food world, I made, you know, that grits and greens and I've been cracking an egg over it every morning and baking it, like having a baked egg with my grits and greens. And let me tell you what, I, um, almost didn't leave the house today. Like I even opened the door cause I broke two yolks. It took three eggs <laughs> to get a, an egg to, to bake on those grits and greens today. And I thought, okay, Jesus, you're telling me something. Don't leave the house. So I'm not leaving the house. Okay. Okay. I just literally crack an egg and I. It's an interesting way to interpret that message, but I'm with you. Uh, How easy is it to crack an egg open and put it on top of something? Sometimes it's harder. Like with the fresher eggs, especially. I don't know. Two of them. Two. The second one hit and I was like, nope, not leaving the house today. Jesus is telling me you can't even crack a daggum egg. You do not need to navigate the world. So I'm staying home. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, tell us about your favorites, Katie. So um, I thought since I was going back to talk about the Dowager Duchess, I would also go back and talk about one of my favorite places. I know Mandy has eaten there recently too. Um, My friend Richie Jones owns Downtown Grill. If you are in Macon, I highly recommend it. It is a steakhouse um one of the original steakhouses in Macon it's in a cool old building downtown I'm including the um website they're one of those places that has like a really good regular menu but then they have the best specials always listen to the specials they have an amazing cheese plate Will and I get the cheese plate every time we go um they've got a great bar menu um their waiters and waitresses are very well versed they take great care of you um i always get what well, i always most of the time i will get the veal parm there are very few places that i get that but he does a really good version of that i know mandy you said you had the duck no you had the lamb chops yeah will had the duck when we were there it was delicious he loved it um but it's where can't beat, can't beat their fillet ever fillets are great they have stuffed fillets i mean it's just it's really, really good food. And Richie does a fantastic job. And he's one of those people that has invested in Macon and done a really good job with it. And I'm proud of him. Um, so there's that. So that was the little snippet. Oh, yeah. Um, highly recommend um, go to Downtown Grill. It's also where, I think we said this last week, but it's where Dwayne Allman proposed to share. Also where I had my uh, college graduation dinner. There we go. Just in case. It's also I, here's a pro I tip for making for that, but I no, don't they know haven't. They should, but they haven't. Here's a pro tip for making. If you're going to anything at the Grand Opera House, oh, yeah, anything should, at all, but you should repeat it. Park. Oh, I have. Okay, park in front of the Grand in the very front, right out, so you can walk out the door and beat your car. Walk around the corner, it's just around the corner, to downtown Grill. Have a great early dinner and then go to your performance. And then your car's right outside the Grand. And you don't have to walk down the scary alley to go get it. There you go. There you go. Um, the other thing I wanted, we talked a little bit last week about some uh, Magnolia um, network shows. Again, you don't see Chip and Joanna in these shows at all. This is just on their network. Um, the established home, if you like pretty spaces and I mean, I can't make my house look like she can. She's amazing. Her name's Jean Stouffer. She's a great follow on Instagram too. Stouffer home at Stouffer home. Um, she and her daughter, Grace, um, her daughter is a little bit younger than we are, Mandy, but she's probably in her early sixties. They live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they're the cutest little people, and I love them, and they love 
um, mixing old and new, which I love. So definitely go a new season's out. So go watch the established home. And the other show that I've really been liking is called end with the old. And it's about people that restore old properties. And this season, the oldest home in Cobb County, which um, didn't have a kitchen or bathrooms <laughs> is ba was restored by a sweet little family uh, for a place for her mother to live. And so uh, they talked about the Georgia trust and, you know, all those things. It's a really cool um, show, but I mean, it goes all over the country. Like the last one was Detroit, Michigan, and they've done a great job with some of those houses. So um, in with the old, those are my two that have new episodes, my two recommendations. Um, I probably watch the clock app more than I should, but one of my favorite things that happened over Christmas was all of these adult and teenage grandchildren surprising their grandparents with a sleepover over the holidays. I, I saw that too. That was so cute. It was the cutest thing. It made me wish that mine were still around where we could have done that. I don't know why we didn't think of that. Um, but they, you know, the just their every grandparent on there their face just lights up when every one of their grandkids shows up with pizza and games and they spend yeah, the night that's the, the key like you have to bring all the yeah. food and all the stuff because otherwise you know your grandma's yeah. gonna be like yes I don't anything and uh they bring their bedding like sleeping bags and pillows so it really doesn't require anything of the grandparents but they love it and they just get so excited and it's really sweet to see so do it. If you have grandparents still around, do it, do it, do it. Um, the last thing has been quite the undertaking. Are you reading it? I'm very proud yes. of you. Yeah, I'm just over halfway done. So a friend of mine gave me her copy of The Covenant of Water. And I can't say his last name. I'm going to try it though. I, Abraham Bergizi. It's 715 pages, y'all. I checked it out um, from Libby to listen to it. It was the audiobook. Yeah. But I didn't like the narrator, so I said I'm not going to be able to make it through 715 yeah. pages of this yeah. narrator. But Bert read it. The most beautiful prose I've read in a long time. It is not a light read. It is a beautiful read, though. I've got a whole note on my phone with all these quotes as I go. <laughs> Some of them might end up in my sermons or sent to friends or others. So it's just really pretty. It's about India, the western coast of India from like 1900. I'm halfway done and we're in the 40s. So the World War II is just starting um it is just beautiful it is definitely an undertaking though i would read a section and go oh i'm halfway done i've got to be right and then i'd look at it and i'd go i'm nowhere near halfway done yeah yeah <laughs> but it, it it's really really good and i highly recommend it so maybe this summer if you're looking for something where you um can have a summer read for all our teacher friends and people um, that have extra time in the summer, even a week at the beach, I'm not sure would do it. I mean, it's, it's not just long. It's like you have, yeah, you have to read every word. You can't skim it. So um, it's just a beautiful book. So highly recommend. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> you just post it on your progress. Woo! When do you start back to school? The 16th. And I've really got three books I've already got for next semester that I probably should be reading. <laughs> so I'll probably read some during the day and then read the uh, covenant of water at night until it falls in my face. And I fall that. asleep. Don't do that. It's you might so heavy. It's going to break my nose. Might knock your teeth out. I know, I know, I know. So anyway, so those are my current favorite things. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, Mandy, for listening to all of my stuff today. Um, it um, is always good to catch up with you. What are you doing this week? Do you have anything fun or are you still hibernating? Still hibernating. Good. Good for you. We all need that time in our lives, y'all. Give yourselves grace and do that. 
just got a notification. I have a hair appointment on Friday. Oh, good. But I just scheduled a client meeting for that mm. same time. So now I got to switch it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing. It's crappy weather today. This is my favorite time of year. Yeah, this um, it's raining here. There might be snow just north of here. Like it's a day. Well, that's exciting. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully it will um, clear up. Doesn't look like it. Um, but yeah, this is my favorite time to like time of the year to walk on the beach. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I try to do that. But yeah, I mean, nothing's really kicked back up. I don't think, I don't guess schools started back here. I don't know. Um, it, it, it's like, sporadically here. Church isn't starting back until uh, next week. I mean, we have church, but choir and all that. Yeah. And starting need back a break too. Week. I'll tell you what I need to tell you. Um, our preacher, you know, who's a graduate of Candler. Love it. A uh, fellow woman um, in ministry. Girl power. She has, and I thought, I just love this. I think it's so great. And I told her this on Sunday, which was her last Sunday for uh, eight weeks. She's mm -hmm. taken a sabbatical. You, you know, the book of discipline of the United Methodist Church, uh, that you can do that and you should do that. And nobody actually does it, but it is so important. It is so important. So she's, uh, she's been here six years. Which wow. all of his friends will know that means we're coming to an end of our time, which I hate. Um, but yeah, so she's taken eight weeks, and I think she had already planned that, or had at least already planted the seed, when we found out that our associate pastor, who's also our choir director's wife, was pregnant and due to have a baby on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh. She actually had a baby on December 19th. Love that. Mary. Um, we had so, Martha, uh, my oldest niece, on the 21st. Love it. Yep. Um, but so our associate uh, minister is out on paternity leave. I mean, you know. And she I, still went. I'm so proud that she, I still, love that she still did her sabbatical in spite of all that. Who do y'all have filling in? I mean, you could have had Katie Griffiths. I would have come and lived at the beach for a couple weeks. Well, we have, as a member of our congregation, um, yeah. Hannah, who love Hannah. Hannah's a badass. Hannah uh, was a corporate litigator who felt the calling and then wow. went and got her uh, master's in divinity and became a preacher and preached in Atlanta for several years, but has retired and now lives at the beach. Hannah's about probably five feet tall and she has long, straight white hair. I love it. And she has the most sonorous voice. <laughs> She stands up and starts to pray, and she <laughs> says, "Dear God, <laughs> it's amazing." I love it. Anna was also a ballerina, and she wears like at least three inch heels. Like she's a badass. I say. love. I need to meet this woman. So well, she's going to be taking care of all the like oral care sort of things, but then she's not going to preach every Sunday. There's another guy who um, is a recent retiree. Who's down um, there? And I got I got tickled at Amy. She specified that he's a young retiree. <laughs> She's like he started preaching really young. I thought that was so funny. I love um, it. Anyway, he will be kind. He will be coming and preaching every Sunday, and it's going to be interesting because you know my friend Carla just left. Yep. Um, this summer, and so for six years, we have not had a male preacher at my church. Um, Isn't that a and, twist of what's normally happening? I love that. And I, Darren may have, I may have heard Darren preach maybe once. Um, yeah. Since Carla left, but I can't really remember that. I, maybe, maybe once. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm real interested to see how I respond to a male preacher again. You know what? Give men a chance to preach. You know, they are not God's chosen to give the message, but I really think that if you give him a chance, he'll do a good job. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah, there's, yeah, I, I'm going to, yep. Yeah. I'm on.
Yeah. I think but, he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be just lovely. Um, but I am going to offer my services. I will come visit the beach and preach if need. I'll be sure to put your name in the hat. Please do. That's, I never, I'm just coming just to the beach. Quick. I know we're going long, but just real quick. So Carla, you know, Carla had been at Peachtree Grave Methodist. Which was like the pinnacle. High church, big time. Yeah. Um, before they moved down here and when they moved down here she had lila and she was pregnant with wells and she was like i'm not gonna preach they moved down here for judson's career and so carla's like i'm not gonna work and so yeah. that lasted like i don't know maybe six months i don't even yeah. think six months before she was volunteering to do a bible study at the church and then once they realized this resource that they had they hired her as an associate pastor and i think she was in her first week maybe I mean, she had not been official long when the choir director came to her and said, the senior pastor uh, emailed me this. It was some inappropriate uh, oh, yeah. fiction fiction yeah. that he had written. So he had written. Time, he had written about the choir director. Oh, um, yeah so how do you like that carla welcome let's pop this in your lap <laughs> you know it takes a woman to fix things and i really feel like um the methodist church will be better off with more women in charge i'm just gonna not say anymore so because uh, i'm not ordained yet and there's some men that have to do that <laughs> that i love i love I, I, oh, yeah. they're so wonderful oh yeah. my gosh some of my very best friends but they know oh yeah they know but yeah so actually it's been more than six years because that was i think carla was on her oh. own for a year before they yeah. hired me. so it's probably been it, seven years since i regularly a, a man preach give him a chance that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> just give him a chance don't write him off oh, just because he's a man Lord. Listen, we have plenty of great men preachers at our little Methodist yeah. church in Moultrie, where Brooker and I grew up. Yes, and my Brooker. one of my favorite people is Creed Henshaw, and he was my preacher and current mentor for a very long time. And I could not love any old man more than I love Creed Henshaw. Yeah, so go. there we go. Um, all right, friends, thank y'all so much, so much. I this week, I think tomorrow is going to be my day when I finally take myself to brunch and go to the high museum. So there'll be lots of tapestry talk. Can't wait to hear about it next week. <laughs> All right, bro, go turn the table over. Happy New Year. We love you. Y'all have a good week.